Oh. Oh. Whatever. Oh, I got nothing. No, nope. Kylo cut. Kylo cut it. <laughs> <laughs> he'll say he'll save me the embarrassment of landing face first into that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know he will. Used to be four ordinary teenagers. <laughs> Whoa, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. Saturday Morning Blunts Days, the, the smoking the smokiness 420 show about cartoons, about the realest cartoons. Hey, hey, Rory. I'm your, I'm your doobie brother, Rory. <laughs> I'm over here uh, just, just token. I don't have real words for this. Our I don't token tokester. My, my name's Token, token Andrew. I'm Andy. Jeez, I'm Austin Bridges, the Joint King. <laughs> Come smoke me out, and we'll get some cartoons in our weed pipe. Oh man, the greenery is is good today, boys. We're doing we are, all we sorts of cartoon bong rips. Our bong rips are on. They are on fire. They our are bowls are loaded. Our uh, our spleefs are are spluffed. Uh, our, and our baggies and our are, moms are, went to bed early. Yeah, we're ready to eat some pizza chips. And... <laughs> tell me about pizza chips. <laughs> Please tell me about the pizza chips. You know when you're when you've been uh, you just... spleefing that that nasty grass. <laughs> when you're getting that nasty weed. You know when you're drugged out on marijuana gas and. Uh, you just need a snack, and that snack is uh, three <laughs> kinds of pizza, um, and made firm and small, like like a chip. <laughs> firm and small. <laughs> uh, and this oh allows God. for optimum snacking right in your in your pot zone, which is your mouth. Right where you, you guys, I, I have I have actually several friends who who. Were convinced Who I was a huge. In the greenery? No, no, they were convinced in the that I the did. Marathon? They know, they know me, and they know how much I'm like a big nerd, and I just like I just seem like a stoner to people, and I am not. I've never smoked. Hey, you're pot. a tocaholic. <laughs> <laughs> but but I feel like the way I'm laughing right now feels like I, I maybe listeners might think I'm high, but I definitely am not. Yeah, they saw you all zonked out on Reeferoni. <laughs> San Francisco weed <laughs> is Reeferoni one of the the flavors of pizza chips? Yeah, you can get Reeferoni. You can get uh, Dank Nuggets. You can get uh, guys. Let's uh, blitz up a nasty cheese. roll and then go take a ride through Taco Bell for that fourth meal. Oh my Ooh. god! Uh, oh yeah, ladle me a little bit of that uh, weed food. <laughs> So now that we've now that we've pretty they'll, much they'll, wasted like five minutes talking, they'll about roll weed. anything you ask them to. <laughs> yeah, including a joint. They have wink. to. It's yeah. They'll roll you a joint that's really a taco. Roll this taco dube up for me real quick, Sean. <laughs> uh, sorry, can you dube up for my fourth meal, please? Thank you. 
I'm very anxious about this weed. I gotta get this weed all up inside my bod. You might be a I police officer. I gotta a little weed child. So uh, Sailor Moon, yeah? Yeah, let's watch our first show, which is <laughs> Sailor Moon. Let's keep the theme going. Oh, great. <laughs> Well, uh, we we jokes aside, we are going to talk about Sailor Moon, uh, though the other hosts on this podcast may not let me. Um, this yeah, you episode, have to be smoking. <laughs> I have to. No, yeah. Andy, don't worry about it. There is no way I'm going to prevent us from talking about this incredible yeah. slammer. We're going to roll episode. up a fatty full of friendship and let you take away. <laughs> <laughs> let you lead. Can I smoke that friendship? This episode is called uh, Dangerous Dollies. It sure and, is. And uh, here's, here's the synopsis. Neflite targets a girl named Mika who can make beautiful doll figurines. Meanwhile, Sammy develops a crush on Mika and strives to figure out how to impress her. Uh, yeah, Sammy. Remember that character? Sammy, otherwise known as in earlier episodes, I think they've just called him Sam. It's Serena's little brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have who, an alternate title for this episode, all right. um, and that alternate title is Serena Remembers She Has a Brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, she probably wrote him off after getting so severely, severely dunked on last week. Yeah, after she called him a spaghetti, or after he called her a spaghetti and meatball model. That stings. Yeah. <laughs> I might I might have done a murder at that point, but... <laughs> But he's yeah. still here. He's still kicking. I'm about to be a spaghetti and meatball murderer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get we've been getting a lot of uh, of zoocyte in these little intros, right? So Neflite, the big bad guy right now, uh, has, is talking a barrel. But zoocyte is this like other demon who's sort of like floating by him, like a sort of negaverse great gazoo, mm. and just making fun of him all the time. Uh, yeah, and yeah, real if I'm not him. mistaken, Zoocyte in the Japanese version is male. Yes. Yes. And they've 100% cast a female because, uh, you know, car- cartoons in the 90s were afraid of, they're deathly afraid of gay men. And, yeah, although, uh, I mean. Of our children seeing them. They didn't, like, sneak boobs onto him, so they've just kind of put a girl voice on him and hoping well, nobody notices, which is arguably more androgynous than than before. Maybe, but anime characters as a rule come more feminine by about five notches than other sure. characters, right? Yeah. So I like, mean this character is still pretty clearly straight washed. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah. I agree. Definitely straight washed. And they 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 bother putting in like like a line in here where where it's like, oh maybe he just needs a feminine touch as if they're just trying to overcompensate for it. Um but it's clear that Beryl has not had a good time with this replacement for Jadeite because Neflite is sucking just as much. Yeah, Neflite's spending all his time with, you know, with wedding dresses and dollies and, <laughs> and like, kind of gardening and just kind of doing his own. <laughs> and reading his horoscope. Yeah, but yeah, wait, no, like... did they introduce this new character, this, like, bard who tells him who to, who to enchant? Did you guys, this Orpheus character? No. Oh, he's like, oh, Orpheus has chosen for me. This dolls, oh, which I still think is just a fat, a huge excuse. Oh, think- Orpheus, oh, you know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, dolls. Uh, yeah, I think 
I don't know. Orpheus must be like a constellation or a star or something, because in the past he's referenced Sagittarius, I think, and Artemis and other shit. I think he's yeah. just he's just reading them stars and getting what he wants out of it. Right. So, yeah, so, I just love that, like, despite the, you know, you know, whether it's like dolls or wedding dresses or, you know, horoscopes, whatever. It's just funny that, like, no matter what the subject is, that it's very clear that Neflite is kind of just like doing his own thing. Yes. You know, like, yes, he's he's having a vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's been in the negaverse, you know, for a million years. Right. And yeah, I mean, what, what was he doing trip. before? Like, before, I mean, I, I assume all these demons are just sort of waiting in the wings. Like, when Jadeite was taking care of stuff, it's like, was he the only demon working on Earth? Like, Yeah, I mean, well, it seems like these these characters, these leaders, are something different than the demons they employ. But I guess that's it's not true. canonical. That, they right. haven't There's said anything. Some kind of, like, a caste system or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where they're, like, head honchos. I so, still don't know, yeah, what exactly their domain is, but yeah, it's like these guys are moon men, and they hire the demons and they fight the humans. It's really, it's really not clear quite yet, but I guess it's not supposed to be. And I don't know if the writers at this point really knew what the answer to that question was. Um, so what's the big, what's the big deal in this episode? We've toxic got toxic masculinity. Well, there's a little bit of that. You're not wrong. Yeah, it's it's kind of not really that present in the episode. It's mostly about dolls. Yeah. And how spooky they are. Yes, they are. This is a spookums of an episode. <laughs> yeah. I got a few yeah. spooker, spookers and goobums. And yeah. I do I do have to say, uh, I don't know how a little girl could sleep. So this main girl, Mika, she makes dolls just like her mom does. So it's like a house full of fucking dolls. And her bedroom has just like 30 dolls in like a creepy victorian display case it's like yeah she was a weirdo the overlooked before... part of this episode is that she's a straight weirdo she's a scary <laughs> child <laughs> and they're well, acting like she's some sweet innocent you know a sailor well, moon yeah i can see a lot of people watching this episode and noping out pretty hard like yeah. halfway through um, oh yeah or even just at the beginning if but... this girl had a twin sister she'd be straight out of the shining <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, yes. I mean, she she was kind of innocent at the at the beginning because she, you know, like, well, she's she won a contest, sad. She right? got sad pretty quick. Yeah, she yeah. gets sad. She she uh, like the girl, the girl drops a doll and she's immediately a goth. You drop one doll and you're a goth. <laughs> That's all it takes. He was not far from the edge. Uh, So Serena's little brother, Sammy, is a full on little boy in love with Mika and Mika clearly returns the feeling. She tries to give Sammy the doll, but then all these other kids show up and start making fun of them having a real moment with real emotion because that's what kids do. Yeah. And he shoves the doll back like, no, I don't like her. And then the doll drops and fall and like cracks. And there is the big conflict of the whole episode for our little boy, our cute boy. He has to find a way to apologize to her uh, while she's being possessed by a horrible demon without anyone's knowledge. Right. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, it was actually sad. Yeah, like it was. It was, it was uh, there was some genuine emotion there. Like it was it was pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know, Sammy doesn't like reject it, reject it until his male peers like start giving him shit. And, you know, like you can see kind of a real commentary like happening there. 
Yeah. You can see, and it could be even a stand-in for little boys, like, enjoying Sailor Moon and being, like, heckled about it and, like, rejecting something like a sweet little doll. I mean, I think you're taking a sort of more modern uh, view uh, that might just be that, you know, this is is a story of two children dealing with emotions they don't really understand. And kids are shitty. Yeah, kids are shitty, but they also, you know, like if you start to love is like love for anybody but your parents is kind of difficult to experience <laughs> as a child. Like nobody's explained it to you. And yeah, yeah, and everyone else, everyone else is sort of also weirded out and free, like afraid of it. So as soon as somebody, it's like it's like when the you know when we were all kids in elementary school or whatever and the first girl that started getting boobs and everyone else was like haha you got boobs and like older people are like what the fuck is wrong with you that's <laughs> why would yeah, you heckle are... boobs why would kids you do that incredibly cruel. or just like... or just like the way that like you know whatever playground analogy you want to make like girls chasing boys or boys pulling girls hair like you yeah. just you you <laughs> you lash out against these <laughs> these mature feelings you just... <laughs> yeah Speaking of uh, making fun of people, uh, the Canada presence was very strong. Yeah, there's some in this stories. Episode. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Is your is, <laughs> is your transition? Speaking of making fun of people, I want to do that. I want. To, <laughs> I want to talk about Canada. Let's, let's talk about how funny the Canadians sound. <laughs> yeah, because no. the stories were. I think there were three like protracted stories. Yeah, like. They didn't just slip out like they were they were prominently featured. One of the little girls, because uh, Serena, Serena finds out about Sammy and his whole deal because a couple girls from Sammy's class come up and they're like, you're his sister, right? And they tell the whole story. And at the Which end of the I, story, one of the girl it, goes and Sammy didn't even say he was sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's a it's a really weird plot device. But the more I sort of ruminated on it, I really believed like little kids would do that. Yeah, like that feels like a playground thing. I maybe I haven't experienced one to one, but gossiping about a friend as if you're their keeper. Yeah, felt pretty real to me. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, and and we finally, you know, Serena actually felt a little bit responsible for Sammy for trying to, you know, go and be the big sister and and help him do the right thing, which was also kind of nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, Serena seem to be a troll child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Serena wasn't like a complete selfish troll person. <laughs> this this whole episode, like she really wanted to help her brother. Uh, she gave in to thinking it might be the Negaverse. Like after maybe one or two protestations. Yeah, yeah. and one and of them Luna was gets a joke. A pretty sweet dig. A pretty hot uh, hot slam. On uh, on Serena, like oh, good job, Serena. You've you, you've learned to use your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Although Serena has another like fun little joke where she says, "Negaverse, that's Amy and Ray's department." Yeah. Serena, <laughs> Just, like fully calling her own shit. Of like, look, you know, I don't actually care about saving the day. I mean, can you imagine if like? Superman was just always trying to go off to the arcade and being like, no, <laughs> like, I hear you all with my super hearing. But like, what if I didn't? 
the scene that I really enjoyed is when Sammy finally goes to visit um, uh, the girl. What's her name? Mika. Mika. And, uh, you know, I think that there, there's, um, there's an interesting choice they made to make her like this heir, this, this heir to the, to the family doll making business. Right. Where at first, rather than having any kind of conflict, uh, her mom is totally on board with, with her like obsessive doll making. <laughs> she comes in and visits Mika and Mika's like, ah, oh, I just finished this doll onto the next one. And her mom's like, Oh, well I know that feeling. <laughs> Boy, don't I know the feeling when you've just finished a doll and you've got to immediately start making more dolls. You get those doll jitters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never see the dad. Do you think maybe he got too weirded out by the dolls? He got and- yucked up by this by this Russian nesting doll of his gross <laughs> of, of his mom and daughter. One more day coming home to these like porcelain nightmare children and <laughs> It's like, look, I need to go be with the boys for a while. Yeah, he works late every day. Yeah, conveniently. Yeah, he keeps like turning off the lights in the house. And <laughs> let's just not look at that glowing beads. Yeah. <laughs> well, when when Mika keeps getting more and more uh, uh, possessed by the demon, uh, not only does she start getting weird and her like pupils start disappearing, and she'll say stuff like, "I feel fine." But, like, the dolls start smiling, like, the way that she did not paint them. Like, she'll paint mm-hmm. a face, and then the painted face will start smiling like something. It was super creepy. Yeah. Mika also gets evil eyeliner. Yeah. She's a, she's a child wearing, wearing gross makeup. Gross yeah, scary makeup. Yeah, it's like weird beauty pageant girl makeup. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's unsettling. It's probably more unsettling than the actual dolls, but... Also, something you know. that's happened, I don't know if it's just going to be um, what we'll call uh, the sloppy writing that we've experienced a little bit from time to time with Sailor Moon. But in the last episode, the uh, the photographer boy talks about Sailor Moon as this person he met, this mystery character. Yeah. And in this episode, Sailor Moon is now part of the canon of the world. People know that she exists and can, can talk about her. Yeah. I think I think that's partly probably just a, a like the way that it's been dubbed. Mm. Uh, uh, I think that some past stuff was was dubbed a little funny, but that also yeah. I mean I think that the more that they are helping out in their town, the more that people are knowing who she is because it's yeah. clear that everyone already knows about Sailor V. Yeah. Oh, let's also but let's th- not forget that uh, Jadeite appeared in front of the entire town and called out Sailor Moon. Like personally, oh, although yeah. in in what I've ex- like, so you guys both know about Sailor V outside of this. They've yeah. never explained Sailor V to be anything but a video game character right. so far that I can think of. Yeah, not in a real way. I think they've maybe implied that she's a real person. Mm. But but yeah, I mean, we obviously haven't seen Sailor V yet, aside from the video game and like the poster of her that we see in this episode and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the thing about um. The rest of the episode for me uh, is that I uh, I had a really fun time with only one moment. Like the rest of it is pretty <laughs> normal, but there was one moment that I loved, which is the moment where Darian and Neflite have a like a, a do we know each other kind of moment as they pass each other in slow mo. Yeah, that was yeah. like and again, so like 
this is Darian, and he's just at this doll expo. <laughs> like the things he does on his off time are so strange. He's on a I date mean, he, with Ray, right? Yeah, he went pretty much. Oh, I missed the hest. Yeah, Ray and Ray even makes a dig about like, aren't you paying attention? He's like, no, I don't really like dolls. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, they they uh, because ne- Netflix there creepily asking about a little girl, and yeah. uh, <laughs> I do not trust that man. No. I'm beginning um, to think there might be something weird about him. So then, yeah, so we get to the pageant. Uh, the pageant. The, pa- <laughs> the doll pageant. Uh, what? The the thing that I uh, was talking about earlier, uh, I wanted to, this is just such a weird thing. I don't know what, uh, like, Foley guys or sound effect stuff, like, th- there's libraries that they pull from of, like, just common stuff. I mean, that's why the Wilhelm scream is a thing. Yeah. But... When Darian and Nephlight are slow-mo passing each other, there's this prolonged sound effect that's happening. It's sort of like a whoosh that is the exact same sound that they use when Sonic the Hedgehog, like, juices it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's the same It's the same Sonic's winding up to juice it uh, sound effect, which totally made me feel really strange. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think something we've talked about before, Andy, down, way down in Weeb Corner is how just about every anime uses like one or two cricket sounds just yeah the everywhere cicadas. It's, it's almost the exact same cicada yep uh sound effect yeah i if think not the exact same yeah there's probably just a shared dropbox that all the uh <laughs> <laughs> they're just like yeah here's some sounds just it's just them. whooshes and crickets that's it <laughs> <laughs> we got whooshes we got crickets what do you want <laughs> Uh, uh, is there anything else uh, in the episode? I mean, we're we're sort yeah. of skipping over we're skipping over the end, I guess. The the yeah, I mean, the demon happens again, of course. The demon happens again. The Sailor Scouts like reunite. All all three of them are there, and they pretty quickly take out uh take out the bad mannequin demon. Yeah, that the, comes the out. mannequin demon's pretty pretty upsetting looking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and somehow they they do like a scan for weak points, and they find like the yeah, ankle yeah. is weak but they don't really do anything about it well amy amy puts on like these 3d goggles and it's like oh yeah the ankle and all the i mean they do do something about it serena Did just they? chucks her tiara at the ankle oh the oh okay so I she just... she throws the tiara at the ankle and then the ankle explodes and then the whole demon explodes because apparently weak point means you die it's the yeah. achilles heel yo yeah i mean i yeah, that's it, it. Was it was really well done? I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know what I thought was really well done though was the very end. Um, <laughs> I thought was was actual, not like a not like a weird Statler and Waldorf like Muppets dig like oh you know what the best part was the ending. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like the last bit was um, uh, where the two like Sammy and Mika are. Oh yeah both like normal and they wake up and uh they like make up they apologize to each other um that was nice and then we see the silhouette of sailor moon appearing mm-hmm. in like the window and she's you know she like is very charming she's very yeah. like mature and heroic to yeah I was who gonna she say, knows like a hero. Is her little brother but and they're just like over the moon nah. <laughs> uh, they're like over the moon about it um and it can just you, can is you like give it to me really one more nice, time? Yeah, they're they're super. They're 
don't make me do this, Sandy. Uh, <laughs> don't make me dance for my supper. <laughs> I've been uh, a good lad. Let me I've been get such to a good my, boy today. Let me get to my genuine emotions, Rory. Uh, but it just showed a lot of growth for Serena's character. Yeah. A lot of that, that not, you know, that like sisterly or more adult um, sense of using her heroism to inspire people. Um, and it, you know, it was just like a really nice moment. No, I totally agree. It felt like she's she's sort of stepping into the role that she's supposed to be playing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, as sort of like an inspiring hero of love and, and fighting against tyranny and all that other stuff <laughs> that she's sort of walking the walk a little bit rather than just being the exterminator for demons. Right. Uh, doing a bit of that social outreach. Yeah, I just had nice more of that like personal connection in this episode. And you were over the moon. Uh, I was. The, the sailor last, says. Yeah, the, the sailor says, uh, basically, I guess, if you, got, if you got beef with friends, you got you to gotta pick that beef. And well, you got li- to apologize. As, as like a genuine advice, because like I said, the last couple have been like, remember inner beauty, which is not helpful. No. It's not, right. it's not actable. Uh, whereas, you know, apologize to people you've hurt is an actionable uh, yeah. piece of advice uh, and is kind of on point with the episode. Yeah. I so what I would have really liked to see most would have been, um, you know, for the show to feel that, too, for the show to have given him a chance to apologize and fail before Neflite zaps the girl. Oh. Sure. Sure. Uh huh. Because he pretty much he did go to apologize. He did the right. I mean, he didn't do the right thing right away, but. But he did the thing the Sailor Moon, the Sailor says, is telling him he should have done. Yeah. yeah. And it would have yeah. been cool to see him he choose not to or something before Neff, like, gets his, gets his talons into that young girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fair. I, th- I think the other thing was, uh, was just the specific wording of the Sailor says where it was, she was very firm about apologizing. And her very <laughs> end was, that means you. <laughs> that oh, means you, not to, Darian. Yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> that, that means you is a reference to her usual speech when she shows up in front of a, a bad guy, right? You know, like, yeah. and I'm gonna, whatever, fight the blah blah blahs for justice. And that means you, and like points at the demons. So she's, it's, it's comes off more like a, look, you does. better apologize because you know what you did. <laughs> you know what you did, you, you know, <laughs> Craig Johnson of, of Colorado Springs. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Jesus, I need to apologize uh, to some people. Yeah, it's true. It probably whammied a couple people into apologizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a good episode. It was. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Do we need to puff puff pass over into an advertiser? You know, at first I need to apologize to my two friends, Andy and Rory. <laughs> oh, for what? Is there an apology coming? Cause, cause I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. I just, I'm sorry. Oh well, you're welcome. I'm also sorry. Yeah, all right. For for this bit. <laughs> hey Austin, What's we up? have a new sponsor today. Uh, oh, really? You know, so we've we've been recognized for our sort of educational outreach value of our podcast, and we were we were reached out to by a sponsor called uh, Riddle School. 
I, I do remember Riddle School. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was actually the go-to contact with Riddle School. Um, and so we are very excited to announce our outreach with Riddle School. Um, and it is a kindergarten-only uh, after-school program uh, that uh, takes kindergartners and uh, shows them uh, how to escape and uh, by a series of riddles. And uh, they're usually fun riddles. They're usually fun, except uh, usually like one or two uh, that are uh, very serious. And it just sort of teaches uh, kids in that age that life is really difficult um, and is a series of, of dangerous puzzles. Do you, uh, do you have any examples for us of, of some of the riddles? Oh, sure. Yeah. They, yeah. They're, so they'll like be in a large room and they'll padlock the room and they'll say, hey, like, what's some fun? Like, hey, uh, I walk on two legs and then three legs. And uh, man, like that, those fun little riddles that you got to puzzle out. Those are fun. And then they'll say, you know, how many bones does it take to open the lock? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's sort of a tough riddle that they've got to figure out. So I'm not going to give away the answer, obviously, <laughs> but for uh, all the kindergartners that might be listening. Right. Yeah, so so Riddle School uh, is, uh, yeah, we were assured that it's very fun and nobody uh, has a bad experience who's, who's like, come out of the program unscathed. So uh, it's very good. All right, everybody. We're going to, we got a, we got a Digimon Adventures episode 18. Spliff all rolled Hope up. Y'all got your your ready to ash oils, the reefer, re- <laughs> our Anuba wax, and our little our little advertisement goes a little or goes something like this: As Ty and Agumon continue to recover from recent events, the legendary Pixiemon shows up to lend a hand, putting them and the rest of the group through one of one of his tough training regimes, which I think is supposed to say regiments. I don't would know. Be my guess. You can have a regime. A training regime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one thing I want to I want to dispel any over the world. We have we have to address the pick the pixie in the room. The pickle in the room. Sure. Yeah. Can we get that title of that name, a title of the episode real quick? The Pixie Mon cometh. Yeah, there we go. All right, but here's the thing. So, something we haven't spoken about directly, although we've alluded to it is when a new Digimon shows up, we get this little title card with their name in the original Japanese and the original English translation. Yeah. And this guy's name is Picklemon. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's even in the Japanese title for the episode. Hold really? on. Hold on. You guys never did neither of you notice his name is just Picklemon? Uh I don't know. I'm gonna go look at some stuff. <laughs> Because I refuse to... Ad- I cannot believe they changed... Oh, my God. They changed... Picklemon is to be my favorite thing that's ever happened. His name in Japanese? No. Okay. Okay. So, here's what it is. I looked up... I looked it up. It's Picklemon. It's, yeah. it's, it's Picklemon. But it's, it's supposed to be, like, a misspelling... I think it's a misspelling of Piccolo. Like a small flute situation. I think they tried to do like a piccolo thing, but what they ended up doing was pickle. (laughs) 
it, that's wonderful. Oh my god. I usually okay, so I I was remiss this time around because I usually go and look up on the Digimon wiki some background information about all the new Digimon we meet. Before this episode, I would like to address him solely as Picklemon. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent down for that. I mean, I was gonna call him Ewok Geo Dude, but <laughs> Oh, he has a he talks like Yoda though, not an Ewok. Yeah. Right, but he's, I don't no, know. He's got the yup yups like uh, like Ducky from Land Before Time, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a big ball of ripoffs. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of like a Jim Henson workshop sort of uh, weird, weird mentor creature. Um, but so, the beginning of the episode. They're I, in yeah, the desert still. Yeah. They're we get uh, some really classic good. scorpion humor. <laughs> it's It's really funny. The first three, four minutes or whatever, is a pretty solid clown fest. Yeah. It is. Uh, they're all they're all kind of uh, sad that they don't, they still don't know how to use their crests without, uh, without like, spook evolving into, like, big old skull creatures. Yeah, which is logical to me. Yeah. It, there's, uh, there's a really great line that I think could probably just be attributed to TK's voice actor not being very good. But I I got a really LOL chuckle on this one where uh, the guys are lagging behind and uh, Ty yells to them to hurry up. And TK in a in a very earnest, very ha- like upbeat tone says, oh, thanks, Ty. We totally forgot what we were doing, but I'm glad you're here to remind us. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> it's, right. It's pretty funny. It is funny. He throws some shade. Yeah, they he were does. having a ditchy conversation. Yeah, and Ty's Which I think just is like, the term they use. <laughs> it's very possible. Um, they get saved from a Kuwagamon. And if you... <laughs> I No one will remember this, but with the Kuwagamon is the, the big, like, beetle Digimon that they met in the very first episode of Digimon, uh, which we watched back in September. And apparently they've ascertained that it's the same one, and I don't know how they could possibly know that. <laughs> Maybe uh, it's they're like, oh my god, it's back. a Kawagamon. It's the same one, except this time he's stronger and he's a bit bigger than the one that we saw before, <laughs> but he's definitely the same one. I um, sort of took that as like a guess. As like a maybe it is it the same one? Yeah, I read but, it as a guess too, but also maybe just it could be the English version really trying to Yeah. Close the loop. Yeah, because the fact that there are different versions that look alike of our main things is pretty confusing. What, you mean like the real world where there's more than one of each animal? (laughs) Yeah, but there's not more than one Coco the gorilla. Right, and and Digimon (laughs) don't have like unique names among their species, but they... Oh yeah, that's also true. I mean, they kind of have the same personalities, but they maybe don't. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really like they're all kind of clones. Yeah, I mean, we murdered that Greymon too fast before we could sit down and talk to him. Right, we, we don't know. We knew he likes to wear garden hoses, but that's about <laughs> it. He's got some weird yeah. fashion. Uh, but yeah, the the Kawagamon's gonna like totally fuck up Ty and Agumon. They're almost gonna die because they're both having. This is definitely a Ty episode, right? Like, yeah. they're they're definitely they're having like a little crisis moment where they're both kind of gun shy about digivolving because they're scared about what happened last time. And then they get saved by Picklemon. Um, <laughs> he's a cutie. He's such a little cutie. He's a little pink puffball with wings and a spear. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he has a real superiority a complex. 
And before Imagine the pixie, pixie portal, there, there's portal. another really funny line that I liked from uh, from Palmon. Uh, Picklemon's explaining to them why, <laughs> like all of their many failures, and one of them is that they don't, they just don't, they don't have any guts. Oh yeah. And Palmon just hangs her head and says, "Oh, he's right. I just don't have any guts." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was both a funny like thing to lament, but also because she's a plant. Is possibly true. <laughs> that is actually, yeah, that's that's actually valid. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I gotta say, did anybody else notice the animation in this episode? Kind of like taking a week off. Oh yes, yes. But the writing I thought was a pretty pretty substantial step up from what we can usually expect in a Digimon episode. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like sharp. funny one-liners and and like ADR stuff, it was pretty good. Yeah, there's some better some better dialogue uh, plots that had a little bit more to do with uh, personal motivation. But it Joe was... throws out a sick burn about Picklemon. <laughs> but it's still it pretty just unfocused. A ping pong ball with wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's unfocused, and there are a lot of shots of just like really sloppy animation. Like mm-hmm. there are characters that are clearly like superimposed over the background and they're just kind they do of a doing... lot of like zoom work to get over having to do extra extra animating. yeah or they're just like walking in the same spot well mm-hmm. there's for, like 30 seconds <clears throat> there's one shot that was particularly uh egregious to me where uh picklemon has convinced them that he's gonna train them all and like hey follow me i'm gonna take you to my training camp and he like walks away training yeah and there's a zoom out like the group of the main characters are all powwowing and they're talking to each other. So they're all on like one animation cell, just like frozen talking to each other while they're, you know, their, their voice actors are going and we're zooming out on the background and we're zooming out on that animator, like the animated uh, images of the kids, but they're zooming out at different rates. So like (laughs) it looks, it looks like we're zooming out on one scene, except the kids are zooming out a little faster and their feet are clearly not on the same spot on the ground that they were like three frames ago. It's yeah, really it's bad. It's really just not good. They uh, also spend about 90 seconds panning, a, slowly panning across Picklemon's house where you <laughs> see his like giant wood statue of him. And they pan back and forth and back and forth to kind of show time passing a little bit. But it's it's also clearly a way to get out of doing work. Although I'm curious, I'm looking animators. up now exactly how many episodes aired in the first year, because it, I mean, it's is it as lazy as it looks? Like, you know, if they do 52 episodes a year, like the animation team's got to take vacation sometime. Oh right? sure, yeah, that doesn't mean we can't call out the vacation episode when we find it. <laughs> oh, I 100, I 100 agree. But yeah, they yeah. did 53 episodes in a year. Um. Yeah, that's no small feat. You, you know, are does some small feat. Is I don't pal, uh, picklemon. Picklemon, yeah, yeah. I, I bet he would. Good one. Um, <laughs> so, so people start disappearing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's kind of Picklemon's fault, right? The first mm-hmm. one, because Picklemon decides that Ty and Agumon need to go have like a a, a test of friendship in a secret cave, mm-hmm. and so everyone else is cleaning Picklemon's house. Did anybody else suspect Picklemon's motivations as as kids are getting picked off? Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wasn't like wasn't going to be shocked if that was a reveal. I yeah, thought it would would have been kind of a nice. I mean, it's both expected and it's kind of not like it's a nice subversion of the Yoda yeah. uh, trope. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, uh, but yeah, Ty and Agumon go off and have like a little spirit journey in a cave. And then, uh, Matt and Izzy, am I correct on that? It's Matt and Izzy. Yeah, Matt and Izzy, yeah. They wake up at midnight and they're like, where the hell's Ty? And they go off and they realize that their tags are glowing and they're like, oh, our crest must be nearby. And so they just leave without anybody else and telling anyone where they're going. And they go off and find a magic wishing well where they just find their crests. Well, and Picklemon's training seems at best a sort of Miyagi style. Like you got to wash <laughs> first. First, you got to put the wax on and then and the then wax you comes put the off. Wax off. You know, it's pretty clear to me that Picklemon didn't have really anything for the other Digi Destin to do. He just <laughs> yeah. kind of had to come up with busy work while, you know, uh, Ty and Agumon sort of have their own spirit adventure. Yeah, yeah that's true. He's he's just kind of putting him to work on the on the temple, which I I actually I really enjoyed this episode a lot because I liked it. Uh, we just don't get to see these like different atmospheres a lot. Like we don't get to see like cool new places with like sentient characters that mm-hmm. aren't just a bad guy. Right. Like we get to see Picklemon more as as you know functionally like a human character who is taking them to his place and there's some magic stuff. And it's not just go to another like desolate place or find like a weird boat or find a weird bus or yeah. And then just sort of fight a bad guy. Andrew Davison. Oh, my full name. Andrew Davison. I know you've been, uh, working away for a while you've been uh secret yeah secreting away uh your details for this hot new sponsor that who is sponsoring our podcast but like i've been hiding them somewhere yeah and i think i think it's time that you bring bring that out into the break light open that break open that pickle jar and, and read out all your yeah all your i think bits. it's time read all that notes. you tell us about 1-800 backyard meat Yeah, sure. I, I, I absolutely can. I, I've been keeping this pretty close to my chest for a little bit. Uh, there is there is kind of a fraternity that exists of <laughs> of just, you know, well-meaning but very secretive fathers. You know, they're suburban. They live downtown. They do all sorts. Of, you know, they're, they're kind of all over the place. It's it's like a it's like a. a Oh what 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 like an Elks Lodge? It's a, but it, but it's just for dads and it's the and Brotherhood it's, of Man. It's like the dads only. The the it's called the it's called the Brotherhood of the of the crossed spatulas, and wow. they are just the best at grilling, and they they will they will meet in secret. They'll wear robes, and they will grill you the finest meats that you have ever seen, and they will do it in their backyard. How is it secret if it's in their backyard? You might ask. It's not that secret. Most people who live near them are freaked out by the men in robes grilling. They'll do the weirdest meats. Like like think of a meat that you've never had. Squirrel? Chow chowser. Chowser meat. Or chowser. They'll do squirrel meat. They'll do chowser meat. They'll do people meat if you ask real nice. Oh, so you can you can just invent a meat and they'll bring it to you. You can just say chowser and you'll get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just fucking one eight hundred backyard meat. What do you think? Oh, good. Will it but, probably just be crow though? <laughs> <laughs> all all of the one eight hundred backyard meats meats are you know 
they're they're guaranteed to could probably contain Some a little bit of, of crow. Bird. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's like there's like an allowable percentage of crow in all of their meats. Uh, may but or yeah. may not contain some form of bird. <laughs> now, Andy, how does that how does that jingle go for their <laughs> for their number? It goes it goes one eight hundred B A C K Y A R D M E A T. It's just crow. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we'll put a cork in that bong and stop your sniffing of it because uh, we're we're ready with our third show of the evening, uh, and that show is Silverhawks episode five, and the episode is called Stop Time Stopper. And uh, in this episode, Time Stopper stops time, and that stops our heroes from from starting time, uh, which uh, which means Time Stopper can keep stopping time. He can't stop time. And stop limbo time. <laughs> he could stop uh, time for one limbo minute. Yes, he can. Uh, no, but actually, this episode, uh, basically, Munstar uh, tries to get his gang to steal some crystals, and <laughs> they wind up with uh, their rad new teenage <laughs> friend, Time Stopper, uh, <laughs> who is amazing. He's pretty uh, funny. Yeah, and the uh, the Silverhawks have to deal with it. Yes, they do. <laughs> I loved this episode. Yeah, it's pretty this funny. Was, this was a ridiculous episode. And I know Rory is going to like this episode or has probably liked it because he watched it already uh, because of Molecular. Because <laughs> my boy Molecular showed up and is a sweet treat for my <laughs> for for my 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 uh, weed smoke, my weedy ways. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a real puffed up daddy on this one because <laughs> we all. Uh, if if you if you don't remember when we last described molecular a few episodes ago, he is he's kind of like a he's made of balls. He's a gnarly ball of dude. Or yeah. dude of balls, I guess. He kind of looks like a like a big yellow superhero whose power is soap. Or <laughs> with or, the power of soap, <laughs> like a mascot for suds. <laughs> um, yeah, he's the Michelin Man on his day off. <laughs> Uh, but As he's a sub they have to reluctantly call you mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> he is uh this is so my favorite part about this episode is that he and mumbo jumbo are traveling in like a space limo car that is named they say limo a bunch but i i did not get the impression that what they had was a limousine no not really but that car has its own name and it's another fucking it's it's called roadstar yeah. The car is called Roadstar. Yeah, where they're going, they don't have roads. I, I it's just, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Is everything, we've joked about this, but thing. it's it's been getting worse. Does everything have <laughs> yeah. star in it? Does All of my branding will be on point. <laughs> Does Monstar wake up in the mornings and, and you know, in his, in his bed? In and, the Bedstar? In, in Bedstar and <laughs> Brimstar? And he go brush his teeth with Toothstar, the Plaque Master, and... <laughs> Like, what's what is the fucking? Where does it stop, Silverhawks? This is my teddy bear bear star. <laughs> I just okay. My rant is done. I'm sorry. It's just it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, it's preposterous. This this whole episode too was like a veritable bounty of the show's most ridiculous characters. 
<laughs> we get a lot of Stargazer. Oh, yeah. We get uh, a lot of just bad, rejected villain designs that they ended up using anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell me yeah. tell me about... Tell me what we feel about this this rude dude, Time Stopper. Describe him for me. Time Stopper. Uh, you've pretty much just explained everything about him. <laughs> he's yeah. just a rude dude, and he can stop time. Yeah, he's like 15. Right. And he's got a big mane of red hair and a giant clock, like a digital clock uh-huh. on his torso. <laughs> and sort a big of, and... jet pack of some kind. <laughs> And he's afraid of the dark. He can't. He's afraid he can't of the dark. Stop time it, in the dark. Okay, so when he flies in space, I know. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. This this show really forgets where space is a lot. <laughs> well, he yeah. kind of he kind of reminds me of like a cross between uh, Dermot, you know, Brock Sampson's son from The Venture Brothers, and Red Herring from a pup named Scooby Doo. <laughs> That's I don't a pretty high concept. I don't know. <laughs> to, I don't know if those references go above your your. No, I don't no, know no. If I, landing. No, I'm picking up. <laughs> I'm picking up. <laughs> you're putting down. And now, Stargazer though describes him in. So they, they they get the mo of this character, and they're looking through their like their prisoner database. They're known. They're known felons in limbo. Yeah. And he's just he's giving them the attributes to you know like refine their search for, and it's pretty funny at least the way it's 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 set up where he's like 15 year old boy 160 centimeters or whatever number of centimeters tall he is big clock on his chest <laughs> <laughs> like is that a search term that they typed in well not only is that a silly thing to search for but also like start with that start with <laughs> yeah yeah start exactly. with the giant clock on his chest <laughs> like is that system sophisticated enough where you type in big clock and it's like where on the body is the clock <laughs> you type in chest and it's like here's 20 heroes or villains with a clock on their chest <laughs> yeah i like the the fucking like powerpoint slideshow that they were had to leaf through of <laughs> yeah. all of the like notorious thugs in the galaxy uh yeah like, weird mohawk funny. rhino there's like a cyclopean top man like he's yeah some sort no of legs. like inflatable cyclops <laughs> uh a guy with a gun on his chest yeah it was really good so the yeah the main conflict that or the the thing that monstar is trying to do here there is a mine on some planet where they mine it's like the only place where they get power crystals and power crystals apparently power literally everything is what hey, we're guys, told if is there any way we could possibly make a secret reference? Oh, you wouldn't know. What? You haven't read Dune yet. What are we talking about? A planet where one thing that powers everything comes from. Oh. Oh. Whatever. Oh, I got Kylo nothing. Cut, Kylo cut it. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, save, he'll save me the embarrassment of landing face first into that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know he will. But the power crystals pray. are going to be stolen. They're going to steal a load of power crystals and then blow up the mine so that the only power crystals that anyone will be able to get will be through Monstar. Uh, which seems odd because I feel like his whole persona has been about being like an outlaw. But now he's like trying to set himself up as like a retail supplier. Like, yeah, yeah now they'll have to... to come and buy things from me. Yesterday he wanted to own the sun, 
<laughs> and like incinerate the galaxy. And now he like wants to set up a small business. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to move the goalpost. You've already you yeah. can't get the, the you can't own the star anymore. So it's like, well, uh, I guess I'll sell power crystals. I'll go down at the mall. <laughs> I'll open up a Radio Shack. <laughs> but I'm still gonna go by Planet Master. God damn it. Yeah. I am a planet master. <laughs> he stares in the in the mirror star every morning and says, <laughs> You are the you are the planet master. <laughs> the mirror star. <laughs> oh god. Uh so okay, so they of course this turns into a thing where the Silverhawks have to go and stop, you know, them from blowing up the mine, right? So they all go after him. There's this like chase sequence, they all have to launch out of the ship like normal they all do their skydiving bull crap um and in space in space skydiving in space everything is everything is uh pretty as you would expect until they end up confronting them down in the mine uh and time stopper stops them because of course what the hell else was he gonna do they knew what his powers were and then they set up a time bomb because they're blowing up the mine, and then it looks for a minute like our heroes are just gonna fucking die down in the mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I did enjoy. It seemed like a different sort of plot than we've been getting the last I few I had episodes. that written down, too. I was like, they finally have a problem to solve, and not just, like, fly around and shoot elbow lasers. I was gonna say, like, it's the first time that, that, um, that action was sort of placed in, in within the plot. It wasn't just, like, a ten-minute showdown. Right. Yeah. 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 And some sort of complication that they haven't faced before or they have no idea how to fix. Sure. Yeah. And I was really hoping there would be more of those hurdles in the rest of the episode. But, you know, we were rewarded <laughs> in other ways in the rest of this episode. Yes, we were. Uh, I mean, is there anything else that we want to talk about before we get to this <laughs> saloon planet? There was one line that Stargazer said, and that was great galactic ghosts. <laughs> and I did enjoy it a lot. It's pretty funny. I think space ghosts is kind of right up our alley. It checks a lot of our boxes. <laughs> I think I may not have boxes left. They're all checked. <laughs> oh, Greatness. I'm all galactic checked now. Ghosts? Yeah. Checks no boxes. <laughs> uh. So let's talk about this planet that they go to. So on their way, on their way out after that planet is in air quotes, by the way, it's a big old finger quotes planet. Yeah, they uh, keep calling it a planet, but it's a rock. It's a like a semi large rock. Yeah, they they steal the Silverhawks ship on their way out, and with that time stopping power. Yeah, they stop that. They stop time, and they. Instead of finishing their job that Munstar had them do, they're like, oh, well, first, let's take a detour and go sell this ship for a lot of money. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, but I guess as uh, we didn't get any lip service to it, but as as henchmen and especially as sort of like, you know, crappy ones, <laughs> I, I would believe that they would do this if there was some... Yeah. Some better discussion about it. It did yeah, feel like Monstar, a little bit like a hanging plot thread, but Monstar didn't tell them to bring it back. You know, he wasn't like, bring me their ship. You right. know, it was like, oh, we got this extra ship. I mean, I guess we'll sell it. 
But yeah, yeah they haven't gotten any spoils for their for their labors as as Munstar's henchmen. 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 So, <laughs> I see no reason they shouldn't try to make a little cheddar on the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little little cheddar star. <laughs> make some limbo cheddar. When they fly up to this planet, finger quotes, that's called Fence, they they land and immediately the music is like full on big band Minnie the Moocher like style. Saucy. It is ca- Minnie the Moocher. Cabaret. Okay, I'm glad you caught that song. Yeah, it's it's a rip off of Minnie the Moocher. And uh it's their version of the cantina scene. Yeah. Yeah. The shady ass saloon with a big sign inside that says no alcohol. There are at least two <laughs> signs in there that say no alcohol in all caps. <laughs> this is the most plausible deniability for a kid's show. <laughs> it's incredible. I've never seen anybody do that before. Me neither. It's like most things would be like, you can't set a scene in a bar, but the censors here were like, you can put it in a bar, but we have to be clear that that bar does not serve alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> like incredible because it calls more attention to the concept of alcohol <laughs> yes, than it, it ever would if you just sort of did a, a wink and a smile about it you know nobody, yeah I mean, nobody no kidding like, i hadn't even thought about that but if you if you could if you keep the allegory to the to the star wars cantina going you don't really it doesn't really feel like a bar it, they could all be drinking fucking milk yeah right they're all yeah. drinking smoothies <laughs> i mean who cares they're all just like dangerous you know like every yeah. wild west movie yeah, you know we're not looking at them doing shots of Patron. <laughs> no, mostly it's what just we where see shady the, uh, characters go to hang. Yeah, right. If we see any alcohol, it's because a a a gun has misfired and shot through a bottle up on a shelf. Right, right. right. Or the like triple X jug. Yeah, <laughs> uh, start the barrel like starts leaking, and kids and are like, I bet that's it. poison. It would have yeah. been funny to see like a zero X jug on the wall. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or we just, or you know, no maybe that's not the reason, and they just decided that this is the one place for people who are sober, you know, who are like on their thirty day chip, yeah, and come yeah. and still be a criminal. But they're like, look, man, you know, I got a family at home. You know, I'm not drinking anymore, but I'm still committing crimes. But I'm still, <laughs> damn right, I'm gonna still do a crime today. They go to evil AA. Yeah, <laughs> I resigned myself before God. And also space crime. And also Satan. <laughs> Look, I may just be a cyclops with an inflatable stomach, but I still, <laughs> I still can't do alcohol. Not since my 20s. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Uh, it's so- kind of a fun callback to see the character's... From the from the evil database, yeah, all in yeah. the saloon, yeah, they're it was all there. Little payoff. They're not going to let any character designs go to waste, even <laughs> if they're really bad character designs. If it's a robot with a human arm <laughs> <laughs> and a gun sticking out of their nipples, and a gun, yeah, and a gun chest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear, yeah, that's not a chest like a wooden chest where you keep guns. That's no, you know, it's like so. it's the nipple sheet, yeah. With, um, with guns. So, so then there's a. They, they try to sell the ship for the most limbo bucks they can get. Million limbo bucks, eight million limbo bucks. No, they sell it for three million limbo bucks. Three million, and then we get our our bluegrass comes in and starts having a guitar showdown, which is cool because we haven't seen him outside of his outside of his spaceship before. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does he's some pretty a real sweet flips. 
Yeah, he's a he's a he's a real Han Solo character, real mm-hmm. Errol Flynn type. Uh, or Errol Flynn. But he he definitely gets overpowered because there's way more of them than him, which is just one. And then the rest of the Hawks show up because they were behind a bit. And the rest of the Hawks show up and do Steelheart and Steel Wheel do this weird scene. So they they break the cable that was tying uh, their ship to the to the limo to Roadstar. Right. <laughs> to Roadstar, yeah. yes. Yeah, they uh, had a weird. So, so Steelheart breaks the cable. So the cable's broken, and then they cut to Steel Wheel. I guess just trying to not get shown up by his sister, <laughs> who also breaks snaps it. a different cable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they make a weird crack about like how it's really hard. To be given an easy job or something? <laughs> I don't... Oh, yeah, like, like Stargazer never gives them any difficult assignments because they just show up and take care of it. Yeah, they just phrased it like they were saying a pun, but it wasn't a pun. No. <laughs> it, the, this yeah. episode marks the first time that... They, they say it like they've been saying it the whole time, but Quicksilver keeps calling them the, the, the Steel Twins. The Steel Twins, yeah. Mm-hmm. They haven't done that before. Uh, oh, are we boring you? Are you are you yawning? <laughs> yeah, I'm yawning right into the microphone. You guys are sleepy. <laughs> I'm full of weed smoke, and I am sleepy. Well, then let's finish uh, this yeah. one out real fast. Uh, weed does make you bored to snoozes. Bored to snores. Bored to snores? Mm, yeah. Bored to snores. Uh, so then we get, uh, you know, in typical Silverhawks fashion, Act 3 is a complete mess. Yes. Uh, we get a completely undeserved Monstar transformation. Yeah, he does his like Sailor Moon moment and turns into his beautiful rock form. Yeah, can and you, then he squids off into the night. Sorry, can you can you imagine can you imagine if Monstar's transformation was anything like Sailor Moon's where he goes all like naked silhouette rainbow time and like he we see some naked. we see some like like questionable outlines of Monstar's curves. Look, I Andy, think we they're... see his curves mostly in his natural form. <laughs> yeah, they're both Monstar powered by the moon. Monstar is a little bit more like a suit of armor. They're both powered by the moon. Yeah, he's Sailor Moon Star. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but he squid cars out of there, and uh, then they finally remember that Time Stopper has a weakness, and that's uh, darkness. Smoke? So the Steel darkness. Twins ink all over him. Yeah. <laughs> They cover him in smoke, which is, I guess, the same thing as being in the dark. <laughs> and it's scary. And he's so scared he can't press his buttons, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a bad explanation. And to me, I'm really, it was a bummer because there could have been such a more interesting way to outsmart him or something. You know, they could have yeah. done some kind of like taken advantage of the fact that he only can stop time for a limbo minute because his pack will explode. Right. Which they set up and then they never fire that checkoff gun. I oh. agree. Yeah. Uh, the scared of the dark is clearly a, a little bit of a, an easy out so they don't have to do any real writing. They can just put, put smoke on him at the end. Yeah. Cause if they hadn't brought Munstar in, they could have done a whole third act where he keeps stopping time and, or, you know, he will stop time and they have to, come up with a way to outsmart him which would have been really interesting to see it's a yeah, you know it's an interesting problem to work and they yeah they took a real quick easy way out and you know then they send them off into the space or whatever and they win and that's it the last thing that happens in the episode is we find out something that completely makes the whole episode pointless which is 
that yes, they blew up the crystal mine, but it's okay because the robots on the planet are just going to rebuild it in about two days. Yeah, yeah they'll rebuild true. it. It's a pretty weird cop out there. They're, and it'll be fine. They have a strange, like, winky nudge nudge thing where they give Stargazer the crystals to hang on to. Yeah, like, like this is like it means something. Yeah. Like, hey, you're not going to be, you're not going to mind if we give you these crystals, right? You're the, wink, you're our wink. main man. Like, yeah. are they drugs? Are they like, <laughs> yeah, no, I like, had that same thought. It's like, this seemed like there's, there's some illicitness to these power crystals. Yeah, like Commander Stargazer is going to have like a private rave and is like, gonna go back to his private room, <laughs> Dick Tracy office and just, yeah, we'll get out the pacifier and the glow <laughs> and just chase the dragon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just gonna <laughs> gonna pound his crystals. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was a weird ending. Uh, but but this was a very goofy, fun episode. Yeah, I definitely I had fun. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed Time Stopper as much as he was completely just ridiculous. It was nice to have a sort of unknown element show up and be a major part of an episode. You yeah. know, after and he having has a power gotten introduced, that isn't just beams or projectiles. Or... <laughs> yeah. Also, I liked molecular. Like not to not to not to go back to to my oh, yellow boy. My yeah, yellow turned into a boy. gun. Yeah, but he turns into a gun and also like a little go kart. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I actually <laughs> didn't know what his power was going to be, and then he shapeshifted, and I was like, "All right, I'll I'll give you that. That's kind of fun." Yeah, I mean, you think he could turn into like a machine gun or a tank <laughs> or. Something a little more useful, but he's like, look, I can only turn into things that are about three feet tall. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a conservation of mass thing. Right. Mm, That's it. It's got to be it. Because, you know, we've we've established that Silverhawks works on real science. (laughs) Yeah, they sure do. (laughs) Anyone will tell you. All right. Well, thanks, yeah, Silverhawks. Yeah, let's end this. <laughs> this this silly let's program. Phone it into the ending. All right. So we have returned from the Weed Star, uh, and thanks for blazing it with us this week. <laughs> yeah, we we smoked it so good they gave us an award. <laughs> what what award is that then? The doobies. <laughs> primetime doobies yeah yeah and that's when both Tooby brothers uh john and charles doobie uh give Hold you the award and put a yeah and put and and put one doobie in your mouth each yeah in a yeah in a moment of of real talk uh the doobies and uh and steely dan are playing in seattle this june and oh, that's i gonna oh be my a good god concerto. you weed monster I 100% want to go. those drugs. <laughs> Jesus is just all right with me. Yeah. I'm I'm 100% thinking about going. Uh, going down to China Grove? <laughs> on that slow train run in? <laughs> he just opened a Doobie Brother Pandora's box. Yeah, I, go I all keep night forgetting you have... that's because of all the weed I've been smoking. <laughs> but I keep forgetting it's just a Michael McDonald song. Yeah, but it's tangentially related, Andy. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, okay, okay. Uh, thank Austin, you. Austin Kinn, six degrees of Kevin Bacon to Michael McDonald in about two steps <laughs> at any time. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening to our episode this week. Uh, we're we, smoking up our episode, <laughs> for rolling it up into a into a, a, a fat joint. 
letting us smoke you out with wet lips up to the tip and breathing deep. (laughs) You you should never be allowed to speak again. Uh, And I think I think our last word, as is custom, goes to Austin. Yeah, I'm happy to take it. Happy to take our sign out this week. Uh, uh, And our sign out, as we usually say, as we always say, that thing we finally always say at the end of every episode is uh, wrestling the men with a lanyard. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask follow-up questions, but I don't have, I don't think I can. You can't follow up. That's the last question. (laughs) Am I sort of looking at things in my room? (laughs) (laughs) And imagining wrestling them. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Took one up for your brother. Bob Marley. What up, Dudorinos? It's your munch brother, Rory, chewing on that green grass like cattle. Super hyped on this episode, man. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the show with tight curls and even tighter blunts. Go ahead and blaze it on over to iTunes and smoke some of that purple tunage. You can find us ripping ganj over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or riding that rainbow starship across Intergalactic Superhighway, on satamtuesdays.com that's s-a-t-a-m tuesdays.com next week's fire will be an explosive x-men extravaganza my dude with our extreme friend matt grigsby and as always bonus points to the sponsors that smoked us out riddle school and 1-800-BACKYARD-MEATS rip them if you got them links below Peace.